You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. All right, thanks for listening to another episode of Conversationalist Podcast. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. Um, we're actually a little bit behind. We um, actually recorded um, episode five probably about. Uh, Two days ago now we recorded it on friday on our way um to wondercon and uh we had our microphone all set up in the car and somehow during our podcast um one of our cables came loose to the microphone so it uh defaulted to a lesser mic and um anyways the recording came out absolutely terrible the sound quality wasn't very good at all so we went ahead and just scrapped the show and are re-recording it again so we shouldn't run into any of these issues this time around um for the show today we're going to be talking about world of warcraft legion specifically um release dates or the possibility of release dates um we'll be talking about battleborn and uh their open beta um we'll also be talking about uh, the Justice League movie that should be coming out and other movies associated with, uh, I don't know, like superhero film in general. Um, and then for the final topic, we'll be talking about our review of Batman vs. Superman, which we watched on Thursday at 8.30. Um, we'll also be covering spoilers associated with the movie if you want to know about the spoilers what we're going to do is for the main topic we're going to talk in general about the movie nothing too specific just like what we thought of like how some of the actors played the characters and just like the general feel for the movie um if you stick around toward the end and once the credits have rolled um right at the very very end of the show we'll do a review of batman vs superman with spoilers in its entirety if that's what you choose to um, listen to, if you like spoilers. I know Amanda likes spoilers. Spoilers! So, um, just so that you're not having to, you know, be concerned at all with our Batman vs. Superman review in the as the main topic of our show. We're not going to ruin it for anybody if you don't want it to be ruined. So, for um, our first topic, um, World of Warcraft Legion... Um, the release date initially was supposed to be sometime, I believe, around September 21st, but um, I saw an article on Games Radar, or not Games Radar, um, it was uh, SegmentNext.com, and they had said that there was a possibility that um, World of Warcraft Legion might be getting released on June 30th, and uh, basically the speculation was is there were several large big box retailers that um, had... Uh, World of Warcraft Legion set for the June 30th release date. Um, there was a possibility that it might just be like a placeholder date where like maybe they don't necessarily know what the date is and so they basically just chose that day for the game. Um, but it looks like it might actually be June 30th only because it's multiple retailers that have that same date set for World of Warcraft Legion which just seems like too much of a coincidence um the only thing is is that june 30th is actually a thursday most games and everything else releases on tuesdays typically 
And then the other thing is, is that, um, you know, Amanda and I, have, well, I've been playing since the beginning. Amanda started in uh, Burning Crusade. But, I mean, with all these expansions that have uh, come out, I mean, they typically are always getting released toward the last quarter of the calendar year, closer to um, just holidays for that holiday money. Christmas. Um, right. Yeah, Christmas time and all that kind of stuff. So, um it just doesn't kind of fit into the formula of like how Blizzard's been releasing all of their other expansions for them to just do like a June release. Although there was a lot of disgruntled people playing the game that were really upset about how long the game is going from uh, Warlords of Draenor to Legion with like no new content. Like there were a lot of people that were pissed at like, are you serious? Like it's going to be almost like a year and a half before there's any like content or you know a year before there's any new content and so you know i know that it probably affected the numbers in some way just because i think people who were into end game content or whatever felt like the game just really didn't have anything much else to offer in terms of like what they want to do with the game and so i mean it could have affected subscription numbers where that people are just you know they quit because they're bored and they wait for the expansion to come out so that they can resub and you know try out uh try out the new content so i mean the june the possibility of a june 30th release date could be in response to you know a, a huge subscription drop possibly or just the appeasement of uh you know keeping players happy but um june 30th i don't think has actually been confirmed by blizzard so until that happens it's just speculation at this point, and I personally would suspect that it's going to stay September 21st. And I think it's going to come down to money before appeasement. That's my opinion. Unless it had something to do with nerfs. If it had something to do with nerfs, and then the fucking, you know, and they were saying, oh, this might get nerfed on this day, then maybe. Because people are pretty quick to, seems like adjustments are made pretty quick, like, if they put out something and like a class is op and like enough people cry on forums, it gets fixed pretty fast. Well, people shouldn't rush through the game. There'd be more to do if they just didn't want to be like, oh, I gotta get it first. I gotta do this first. Take your time with the game. There's plenty to do in it. I mean, there's a lot of content. It's just you know, some people like like I'd complained about before is that you know some people don't want to. Play like WoW's version of Farmville, like playing with uh, um, what the fuck is your your stupid little town? I hate Garrison. Yeah, I, I hate, love my Garrison. You know, so she likes Garrisons. I can't stand them. I think they take the whole point of like hanging. I mean, there's so much more. You know, people that just kind of sit in their Garrison, where like you might have beforehand used to like hang out in Storm One or Iron Forge and like talk to people. And I don't know, it just seemed like it kind of took a little bit of uh, fire away from, like, just the major cities by having a garrison. I mean, it made certain things easier, but the thing was, is, like, WoW, in the beginning, wasn't really known for being super easy. And it's just, you know, kind of become super easy over time. And not that I'm one of those elitists that, like, wishes it was, like, as hard as it was in vanilla like way back like when the first you know you know the first six months or you know even like the first year it's i'm not saying that because it was really tough like you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't really do a whole lot of anything by yourself unless you were like really good but um 
I mean, I think there should be some level of thought involved in in uh, World of Warcraft's play and, like, builds and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know. I just, you know, battle pet things. Amanda likes battle pets, I think. They're fun. It can be fun, but, you know, some people don't want to play that shit. You get to collect all the little pets. They're little Pokemons. Gotta catch them all. Um, so, yeah. June 30th release date's possibility. Po- you know, I think more likely September 21st. We'll see. We'll we'll hear what Blizzard has to say if they this comes to their attention and they choose to address it. Um, another game that's on the list is Battleborn. And uh, the reason I bring up Battleborn is because I actually had the opportunity to test their alpha when um, they had it in display at the Carnival um, at uh, Petco Park outside of Comic-Con. And uh, initially we were both going to test it out, but Amanda got out of line to you know, see a Felicia Day panel nearby, which I don't blame her because I love Felicia Day. She's fantastic. Um, so, but I had to stay in there because I'd already waited in line for a long time and the game actually looked fucking pretty cool. So, um, I went ahead and played Battleborn, which I had a lot of fun with playing like, you know, uh, you know, player versus player and even playing some of the, um, just playing some of the like multiplayer um co-op content i thought it was a lot of fun um there's a ton of heroes there's like 25 heroes that you can choose from uh you know all different personalities and play styles um i want to say the multiplayer stuff is like a five versus five um you know you can unlock uh you know hero skins taunts helix mutations all that kind of thing um the game was pretty neat. What's funny is I'd actually played this before um, playing, uh, uh, what do you call it, before playing Overwatch, which when I played Overwatch, I'm like, wow, like, Battleborn seems a lot like Overwatch, but I think that maybe Overwatch is actually like Battleborn, <laughs> because I got to play Battleborn before I played Overwatch. They seem to be very similar in nature, um... And they're, they're, I think, um, I can't remember what Overwatch's release date was. I want to say it was sometime in May. Um, I believe, um, Overwatch, or, sorry, Battleborn's release date is actually May 3rd of 2016, so their release dates are even, like, really close together. Um, I've been playing Blizzard games for a long time, so it was without question that Amanda and I had already pre-ordered, um, Overwatch, uh, Mm -hmm. for the PC, so, I'm not saying that Battleborn is, like, a lesser game than Overwatch. I mean, I guess it's probably partly due to our, like, blind loyalty to <laughs> to Blizzard that we, um, you know, just went ahead and uh, pre-ordered Overwatch. That, and we had fun with it. You know, we played the Overwatch um, Alpha at uh, BlizzCon, and so we had a lot of fun with it. That um, was fun. But uh, Battleborn is... I mean, it is very similar. I, I didn't have the opportunity to play, like, a uh, like a story mode um, for Overwatch or anything like that because, like, you're only allowed to play, like, 10 minutes and it was just multiplayer. Um, I actually did get to play the story mode with, like, Battleborn and it was actually a, a ton of fun. I would suggest to go check it out, um, you know, and see, see what it's about. More than likely, I'll probably end up getting that one, too. Um just because uh it's 
I think it's going to be a fun first-person shooter to have. Uh, but if you do want to test it out before you decide whether or not you want to buy it, um, Battleborn is going to have an open beta. And so it's going to start on April 8th at 10 a.m. for PS4 users. Um, then on April 13th at 10 a.m. it's going to be released again for PS4, PC, and Xbox One. The uh, open beta is going to end on April 18th at 7 a.m., but you don't have to wait until the day of on April 8th to start downloading it to play it. Um, they'll actually, they're actually allowing like a preloading of the game April 6th so that your game's all downloaded and ready to go um, so that when April 8th rolls around, um, you can start playing immediately. Um, now, the preloading times uh, for PS4 is at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. For PC, it's at 10 a.m. And Xbox One is also at 5 p.m. Um, if you're worried about size, like if you're like me and you have a shitload of games on your PS4 and you haven't expanded your hard drive yet and you're concerned about sizes, um, for the PS4 it's going to be about 9 gigs, uh, PC is going to be about 12, and Xbox One is going to be about 11 gigs. Um, it's available through the PlayStation Network, Steam, and Microsoft Store, um, but you don't need to have uh, PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live to play the open beta. And it is a worldwide open beta. So if you aren't sure about it or you haven't heard about it until till now, um, give it a chance. You know, preload the game on your system, play the open beta, and it might surprise you. Um, like I said, I thought it was really cool before I even played Overwatch. I thought it was really neat. And, uh, you know, they were really pushing that game. I have a bunch of, like, cool stuff um, you know, hmm. from the from the developers, like little pins and stuff with the characters and all that. So, uh, again, release date's May 3rd, open beta. Go check it out at uh, battleborn.com. Now, um, with uh, movie content and uh, the recent release of Batman vs. Superman, you know, there's a lot of talk about, oh, well, Justice League is coming. And uh, the Justice League movie is coming. Um, the, it's supposed to begin filming April 11th, which is actually like, I mean, it's like three weeks after the release of Batman vs. Superman. They're uh, really making sure they get this thing out in a timely manner. Um, it's The release date is going to take place uh, sometime in 2017. I don't have a specific release date for Justice League at this point. But I was curious to know like when exactly they plan on releasing it because I think inevitably it's going to be fighting with a Marvel movie um, over over money. I mean, unless they're, I mean, there's I mean, there's no way that they're not going to be. And uh, you know, part of the thing is, is Marvel is just like pumping out like a ton of movies um, now. You have um, the Doctor Strange movie, which is supposed to be coming out November 4th of this year. You have Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is coming out May 5th of 2017. You have the new Spider-Man that's going to be released under the Marvel banner, releasing July 7th, 2017. You have Thor Ragnarok being released November 3rd of 2017, and then... I know Amanda was saying that Wonder Woman's also going to be released in 2017 as well. I think I remember you saying that the other day. You had the date. Yeah, I read that in an article. It's, it's either June or July. I don't remember. So, I mean, which is crazy because if they're releasing it in June or July, 
but you were they already have Spider-Man with a release date in July 7th. That's crazy that they'd be releasing them months apart. I mean, it's Marvel and DC, so like I said, there's going to be there's going to be a ton of superhero movies getting released next year. It's going to be insane. Like every 3 months or less of Marvel and DC um Marvel and DC superheroes. So I mean, I think they'll do okay. I mean, everybody thought Batman vs. Superman was going to be terrible. The critics didn't really do it any favors. But uh, I don't think it's really stopped it from having a really good weekend. I mean, last I heard, it had earned something like $170-plus million. And that was just Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Not including today, Sunday on Easter. So I think it'll do okay. Um, with that said, you know, we'll just basically segue right into our main topic of um, Batman vs. Superman. And what we thought of it. Now, um, I mean, what did you expect from the movie going into it? Um, I just thought, you know, that they would be, well, fighting one another. I didn't really have a whole lot of expectation for it. I mean, I was hoping it would be good. A good story, and it was. Um, trailers are very misleading. I'd say that, though. That's not a spoiler. Huh. Well, you know, um, in one of the previous episodes when we were talking about Batman vs. Superman, it might have been episode mm-hmm. 3, part 1, when we went to Silicon Valley Comic Con, and there was that trailer park panel that where people were basically like, why are Superman and Batman even fighting? Like, what's the point? And I'd speculated that maybe Lex Luthor has something to do with it and is manipulating Batman and Superman, you know, to fight. And... I mean, that's more or less the the story that takes place. I mean, is that really a spoiler? I'd argue no. Reason being is because we know that the Justice mo- we know that the Justice League movie is going to come out. We know that Superman's not inherently bad and doesn't hate Batman. It's just not it would not make any sense. And we know that Batman isn't an evil person and probably is not going to want to assassinate Superman for no reason. So it goes without saying that when you know that Lex Luthor is involved in this movie somehow, that he's a conniving little shit in every other movie and show that he's been in, and that he's probably going to have a hand in it in some way. Um, you know, that's that's just the facts. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and like I said, I, I mean, I was pretty spot on, but um, I, I didn't have, I mean, I didn't necessarily have high hopes about the movie. I was hoping that it was going to do well. Um just because I really like Batman vs. Superman, I'm a Batman person. I fucking think Batman's fantastic. Superman's also super cool, but uh, I, I prefer Batman. And so I was hoping and hoping, hoping, hoping that Ben Affleck was going to be a good Batman. And, you know, it's kind of hard to follow up with somebody like Christian Bale because I think Christian Bale's a good actor. And just about everything he does, he does a really good job. Everybody makes fun of Christian Bale's Batman voice, which I don't disagree with. It was kind of a shit, kind of a shitty voice. Um, but uh, I think that Ben Affleck surpassed my expectations for what I expected Batman to be. Um, I knew that he was going to do well. I said that he was going to do well, and so I'm not. It's not like I said that he was a terrible terrible actor and then i'm changing my tune because he actually did well 
I, I thought that he was going to do well. And the reason I pointed out before was that he did really well in the movie The Town. Yes, it was something he directed and started, but I thought he did a really good job in that movie. And that a lot of people, when they thought about Ben Affleck playing Batman in Batman vs. Superman, that they're thinking of, like, Geely Ben Affleck or, like, Ben Affleck in one of his, <laughs> like, sillier roles where he's doing, like, a Kevin Smith movie, like, in his comedic you know, kind of character, which it seems kind of unfair that, you know, they're kind of like, oh, look at that over there. So he's going to do shitty in this one. Like, you're comparing apples to oranges. And I thought that he just, I think he did what I expected him to do. He was a good Batman. Um, I mean, do you disagree with that or do you agree with that? No, he was, he was a good Batman and he played off him and Henry uh, Cavill played off one one another really well. I thought, um, I thought they shared the screen well. I don't know. They fit. They fit together. Probably, yeah, the, probably more so than if Christian Bale. If they had tried to do that, I don't think it would have worked. I think Ben Affleck was the better Batman for that. Yeah, um, I I would have to agree <laughs> with that. I think that. I mean, even though Christian Bale was a good Batman, I do think that if they had tried to work with him in terms of trying to get him back into this, you know, into the role of Batman, that it would have been weird with uh, him playing alongside Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor and, you know, Henry Cavill's Superman. So I thought that, you know, casting Ben Affleck, they did a good job. Um, like you had mentioned in our um, destroyed previous podcast that <laughs> he actually, like Ben Affleck does well of like playing like the Bruce Wayne, you know, clean cut playboy, um, you know, and you'd made some good points that. Well, that's essentially his life already. I mean, he's an actor, so I mean, going to parties where he has to dress like that or having lots of money, you know, I don't know, being like that to me doesn't seem like it's that far of a stretch, so. I mean, and we're not saying that, like, Christian Bale doesn't do that either. Right. I just think that, uh, I think people just expected very little of Ben Affleck for whatever reason. I mean, I think just in general, just some people just hate him. Like, they just don't like his acting ability. And, you know, you're just, there's those people that are going to (laughs) be, you know, if you're doing... It's kind of one of those things where, like, let's say you are doing a certain job. If you're doing your job well, nobody really says anything. But if you do a shitty job, everybody's got to tell you how fucking terrible of a job you're doing. And so I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like Ben Affleck might be a good actor, but you don't have as many people, you know, all over his balls like, oh, my God, Ben Affleck, woo, he's so great. You, you're you're, you're going to get all the fucking people that hate him and be like, oh, my God, this is so fucking wrong, like why you know and there's just a lot more people screaming about why he shouldn't be batman as opposed to those people that were probably okay with him being batman right so you know i liked ben affleck as batman i hope he reprises the role in any future films including the justice league we'll wait and see um now uh jesse eisenberg is lex luther there were people that i know when I said, oh, I saw the movie, people were like, they miscast Lex Luthor. He was stupid. I fucking thought that was the worst part of the movie. 
I was just like, really? Like, no, I, I thought, thought that he did okay. He had he had some of the best lines in the movie. He was he was fine. He does weird well. He does, and the thing is, is I think you can't. Okay, Lex Luthor in all of the previous movies and you know shows, Lex Luthor acts a certain way. I mean, he's a really good, smart bad guy. But the thing is, I think people were almost expecting like a carbon copy Lex Luthor. People already know exactly what Lex Luthor looks like and how Lex Luthor acts. So they're expecting somebody to play that role specifically how they see it in their mind without giving somebody the opportunity to kind of not necessarily reinvent, but kind of make the character their own. I mean, obviously, if they like, say they still wanted to cast Jesse Eisenberg for the role of Lex Luthor, but he's trying to play it in a more serious, you know, conniving, quiet, like, way, like it has been, it just wouldn't, wouldn't be Jesse Eisenberg. Right. And I think Jesse Eisenberg, like you said, does play crazy very well he kind of you know kind of creates these ticks and these you know weird ramblings where he kind of and the thing is is i mean argue you know arguably speaking yes lex luther lex luther is intelligent and is very formidable in his ability to like manipulate people and just generally cause chaos with that said lex luther basically is insane he is he's a fucking nut he's crazy he's a crazy fucking guy but the thing is, like, he's a put-together crazy motherfucker. <laughs> now, Jesse Eisenberg, I think, he plays a, you know, well-put-together, intelligent, like, tech person that, you know, is filling that Lex Luthor role. But I think, I think he shows, like, a character development arc of where he's kind of getting crazier. It, right. it just doesn't start off like, this is Lex Luthor, the way you expect him. Over the course of the movie, he develops into, like, he kind of becomes the Lex Luthor that you expect. It just doesn't start that way. And so maybe that's where people are kind of dissatisfied with it. But I thought that uh, Jesse Eisenberg actually did really well. And... You know, people saying like, "Okay, he's not the guy." Who is? I tr I honestly try to think about who else could play the role of Lex Luthor. Who else is going to play the role of Lex Lex Luthor? I couldn't think of anybody. And when I asked Amanda, I don't think that she could either. No. I mean, nobody comes to mind that. I mean, what? Hey, let's put Bruce Willis in there. Is <laughs> Lex Luthor? He's yeah. bald, and you know, I don't, I don't know. It just seems silly. I mean, you can't, you know, in any movie, you can't always just like try to get like the same type of person to play the same fucking role and like try to act the same. It's not. I don't know. I mean, kind of you lose the excitement of, you know, what to expect from a movie. I mean, if you were always going to see like a different type of movie that has that same character. There's no like, oh, I wonder how this person's going to play that role. If they all try to play it the same fucking way. I just don't think it would make sense to do that. I thought that, uh, you know, Ben Affleck played a good Batman. 
he didn't play it like Christian Bale or Michael Keaton or think thank God George Clooney. I, I thought <laughs> like Val Kilmer. Eh, you know, I mean, they all played it different. They all probably had good points, some less than others. Um, but I thought Ben Affleck was good, and so I thought uh, Lex Luthor was good as well. Now, um, was there enough Wonder Woman? That could have been more Wonder Woman. Like, in what sense? She could have fought more. She was in the whole fight. She was standing. It no, was like she was swinging swords. No. She was using shields. She used the motherfucking lasso. They mostly had her, like, getting ready to fight. She had a few actual <laughs> fighting. No, and The rest okay. of the time, she was just standing there, like, posing like she's getting ready to go. She was doing war cries. She was like, yeah! Not enough. I thought that she she obviously helped Superman and Batman. If Wonder Woman hadn't been there, some shit would have went sideways. You know, I think that... She didn't help enough. <laughs> I thought she did. I thought she was there enough. I mean, I think, um, you know, you kind of see her throughout the movie, but, you know, obviously you can't just be like, okay, here's Superman, here's Batman, blam, we're not going to explain how Wonder Woman comes into this, just fucking bloop, you know, here she is with all of her shit on. It it, it develops, kind of like how they develop Jesse Eisenberg and Lex Luthor and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, I wasn't talking about that, I was just talking about the end. Oh, you know, and so... Wonder Woman kind of they develop her as well, and you you know you see her, um, you know in the later half of the movie, um, you know and involved in some battle. Maybe they could have incorporated her more, or given her more screen time. But let's okay, it's about Batman versus Superman. Now, if they were putting a shitload of camera time on Wonder Woman, and even if it was equal to or more than Batman vs. Superman, wouldn't it seem like they're trying to, like, oh, look, here's sexy Wonder Woman more than, oh, here's the two main characters, Batman vs. Superman. I mean, couldn't it have worked against the movie to oh, have more fighting? No. They could have changed out some more of her posing to her <laughs> kicking somebody some more or something. <laughs> That's all. You're a, you're a more lasso. <laughs> That's all. All right. So, um, now, I think uh, I think in general, the movie was really good. The storyline made sense. You're not left wondering why Batman vs. Superman are fighting each other. It explains it in great detail. It wasn't for nothing. Um, you know, Lex Luthor's not a terrible... You know, Jesse Eisenberg isn't a terrible Lex Luthor. Ben Affleck isn't a terrible Batman. Wonder Woman is sexy as hell. And her acting ability is on par. Um, the movie was great. Um, the the main bad guy um, that they fight, also pretty awesome. Can't really tell you who it is because it would spoil something. So, um, with that said... Uh, we don't really have anything else to talk about on our topics for the podcast. So um, we're going to end that here. Um, stick around at the very end of the show if you want to hear a more in-depth review 
with spoilers um, of the movie Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at thatconversationalist at gmail.com. Um, you can message us uh, or send us either private message or post on um, on the wall on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash conversationalist. Um, you can check us out on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash conversationalist, or look us up on iTunes. Review us, um, you know, tell us what you think of it. Um, you know, obviously, positive reviews are great, and the more you review us, the more relevant it makes to search for our podcast on iTunes. So, um, again, stick around if you want to hear the spoilers version of uh, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, so if you stuck around this long, um, you actually do want to hear spoilers, um, like Amanda, who looks for spoilers and everything. I sure do. So, um, with uh, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, um, the beginning basically starts out where it's showing that um, Batman or Superman's battles have affected a lot of people um there's been a lot of bloodshed unintended bloodshed because of the battles are so huge and it just is going to take an unexpected death toll you know much like uh the avengers you know you see the avengers um trailers for dawn of war you know people are trying to rein in like you know these battles and stuff that they're unilaterally having because it's you know creating a lot of destruction and people are dying it's basically the same thing as being explained with Superman is that like a lot of people have been hurt, a lot of people have been affected, and people most people are happy with Superman's ability to like save them and they're almost looking to him as like kind of like a godlike figure. But there's those people that don't see him as a god, they see him as a tyrant because he's just doing whatever the hell he wants without any sort of oversight. And so, you know, you have Batman that isn't sure whether or not he's going to be good forever mainly because gotham city changes people and um you know people do become evil and he sees that like superman could basically destroy the whole planet if he wanted to and so if there's even a chance that superman could eventually become bad that he needs to stop superman before his goodwill runs out on the other hand you have superman that's looking at Batman like, you know, this dude's, like, branding people, um, you know, like, when he's, like, stopping crime and stuff like that, and some of these brands are actually resulting in criminals being killed once they get to prison. The backstory of that is, is that these brands that Batman's putting on these people are to identify, like, sex offenders and, you know, those kind of people, and so when they come into the prison with a brand, they're being killed, and so it's like he's judge, jury, and executioner. And so some people aren't happy with Batman. They are because he's cleaning up the city. They're not because they feel like he's basically acting like a fucking, you know, D, you know DC version of Judge Dredd. Huh? Without the actual killing part, but that he's basically sentencing them to death with that brand. Huh? And that, you know, the criminals are finishing it, but Batman's still branding these people knowing that they're dying later. And uh, so Superman has that problem with how Batman's doing things and being that he's a reporter is wanting to cover these stories but you know he's not being allowed to because 
the you know daily planet doesn't want to you know paint batman in any bad light at the same time you know there's a there's a shitload of puff pieces being done on how great superman is mainly because oh who's writing about it (laughs) fucking superman (laughs) you know so um you know the the uh, who was it lawrence fishburne that was playing like the boss yeah of uh clark kent in uh, the daily planet he was actually really funny (laughs) um the support the supporting role although like he wasn't like a main um character in the movie um did provide some like you know needed comic relief for you know certain situations that happened in the movie um but that basically explains like where superman sees batman as a threat batman sees superman as a threat and then in comes lex luther where you know i think maybe he has these evil plans and he knows that like he can be stopped by probably either one of these guys and so, you know, the plan is is to basically turn them against each other, is to, you know, send things to Batman to make him think that Superman doesn't like him or, you know, to try to get Superman to, you know, harm Batman, you know, by basically kidnapping Superman's mom and basically saying, if you don't do this for me, then I'm going to kill her, um, you know, which basically leads to Batman versus Superman because... They've already had confrontation before in the movie, and so you have, uh, you know, you basically have uh, Batman that's already basically come up with this grand scheme to stop Superman. You know, he procures some kryptonite and has fashioned some weapons to weaken Superman's ability to have super strength and basically even out the playing field, including making a spear weapon that's, you know, tipped with kryptonite. Yeah. So... You know, it basically leads to, okay, what happens, you know, when Batman fights Superman? Well, just as you expect, I'm Team Batman, and Batman kicks the shit out of Superman, and arguably could have fucking killed him. I mean, were you surprised at, like, how Batman made quick work of him? Not really surprised, no, because Batman always makes, you know, his own little toys to help him fight, so... <clears throat> equipment not toys toys <laughs> um you know the, it wasn't surprising to me the reason being is because batman has always um batman's always had to be really resourceful and you know even i mean obviously yeah he has all these uh you know different pieces of equipment he uses for different situations you know those assist him in being able to be effective but ultimately He's in great physical shape. Obviously, the technology is like, you know, sort of like his exoskeleton per se. Um, But he's also a trained fighter. You know, he knows how to fight. I mean, he's a martial artist and you see it in all of his films. You see it in all of the films. But Superman, on the other hand, he's not necessarily trained. I mean, he's, you know, he just throws wild punches and there's no, there's nothing like... I mean, without his strength, like, he's just a regular street brawler, you know, that, you know, may get a good lucky blow in, but more than likely by somebody that is equal to equal to him in strength and size is going to fuck him up. And I think that, you know, his crutch is his super strength and, you know, his eye beams and flight and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. when you take that away from Superman, you know, by adding Kryptonite into the mix and allow Batman to, you know, fight him on a on a even even playing field i mean it was obvious who was gonna win and 
you see that Batman basically is throwing him all over the fucking place right you know um but uh you know there's a point where you know it kind of wears off temporarily and you see that Superman could probably could have killed him <laughs> in that small amount of time if uh you know but Batman you know was just lucky enough to come out on top and and uh you know take advantage of the situation with the technology that he had um but then in comes Lex Luthor where he basically is able to get some of the fingerprints from General Zod's dead body and get into um, an old crash um, Kryptonian ship that's, like, in the center of, like, New York or whatever and uh, basically, like, takes over the, I mean, the computer that recognizes his presence in there basically allows him to take over the ship and he basically drops some of his blood into like a pool with General Zod's body and creates like a mutant. Well, the mutant that fucking gets created is Doomsday. Doomsday gets created and obviously Doomsday becomes more powerful, more powerful, more powerful. The more, you know, you're blowing him up and fighting him. And so it gets really ridiculous real fast. And, um, you know, Superman's being overwhelmed. Obviously, Wonder Woman knows that she needs to help. So even though she was going to leave Metropolis behind because she didn't want to help humanity, um, basically being jaded after seeing what happened in World War One, she goes and helps. And uh, you know that's when you first see Wonder Woman come into play and help Superman in fighting Doomsday. Obviously, Batman is no fucking match for mm-hmm. Doomsday and is basically like left, basically playing uh, like. <laughs> you know one man form a dodgeball where he's just trying not to get killed um you know and is trying to assist in any way that he can with the weapons that he has and uh you know trying to buy time for um you know superman and wonder woman you know with some of his weapons um so you know eventually the spear gets left behind when he decides he's not going to kill superman you have doomsday coming into play and um you know they do the only way to kill him is for Superman to actually fly that spear into Doomsday, but obviously it weakens Superman, and, uh, you know, so Batman hits Doomsday with, uh, like, it's like a, um, with a grenade launcher, but it's been modified so that it basically, like, sprays like a mist of kryptonite, um, and being that technically speaking, Doomsday is Kryptonian, because he's a mutated form of, like, General Zod with some of Lex Luthor's blood, that it does weaken Doomsday's uh, strength. And so when Superman flies that spear into Doomsday, it does, it does uh, you know, effectively kill Doomsday, but before that happens, you know, Superman's so weakened by the kryptonite that, you know, he dies. He gets killed by Doomsday, which is no surprise to people because in the comic books doomsday does kill superman um i don't think people expected superman to die in this movie but obviously you know superman does come back just like in the comics obviously you're not going to have a justice league without a superman (laughs) and being that superman is in the works for next year you know it shouldn't be a big shocker you know right at the end you see some dirt start to levitate over his coffin after the ceremonies have taken place um and you know batman is basically telling wonder woman we need to get everybody together we need to start a group and you know she's kind of like why and she's basically explaining that like we're gonna have to fight because i think he knows that like 
Doomsday is not the end. Obviously, with the battle from the other Kryptonians when Superman fought in the previous Superman movie, that there are going to be other people that they need to fight. And I think Batman is just a realist and like, hey, look, we need to have this super group of people to protect the world because this isn't the end of it. And he realizes that. Like, he sees the bad that can come of everything. Um, and we kind of glossed over this part, but, you know, um, in the movie, it ex- you know, it, it's introducing some of the other people that are going to be in um, Justice League. It showed... Um, that Lex Luthor was basically looking for other Meta humans and it had information on Wonder Woman and also um, had information on The Flash had um, archives um, from discovering uh, Aquaman and um, even had some documents on um, Cyborg and um, how he comes into play so you have Cyborg, you have Aquaman, you have Flash, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, um, you know, set for uh, Justice League uh, this year. It seemed like they kind of introduced the other characters kind of hastily. <laughs> you know, they're like, all right, boop, 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 you know, these are the guys, you know, kind of in the movie. But it makes sense because it's, you know, all kind of found in Lex Luthor's files. You know, he's trying to find them as well. So, uh, you know, you could expect to see those people come to justice league now if you watch marvel movies you know that uh there's always like an end credits or like a you know little sequence of like 30 seconds at the end of movie credits but this is a dc movie fuckers (laughs) don't expect that because that's what marvel does and i you know what if dc did do it how many people would be like oh dc's just copying marvel like they can't come up with anything like creative like yeah. You know, if DC did do it, there'd still be hate. So they don't do it. Obviously, Marvel's the people that do it. I mean, what 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 could DC do? Oh, here's our sneak preview before the movie starts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we told you spoilers. We just told you the whole fucking movie. Basically, or I basically did. Yeah, you did. Amanda was kind of like, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Shit, man, you didn't even know who Doomsday was, huh? No. You're all like, who's that monster? Well, oh, he's got spikes. Gross. <laughs> um, good movie. Go see it. I mean, even though we, like, basically told you the whole storyline of it, like, why wouldn't you want to go pay $10 or even, like, $18 to go see it in IMAX with a D-Box seat? And take a look at what this movie has to offer. Like, I mean, even though we basically told you the whole storyline, the movie is beautifully made. Everybody does a good job. The action sequences are cool. It's dramatic. It's it's fun. Go see the movie. So, with that said, thanks for listening to the spoiler section of Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, and we will see you later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.